an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you that I am now on Wisdom App. It is an app where we can connect and you can ask me questions and we can keep the conversation going about this week's episode. So please jump over to where you download apps on Apple or on Android and pick up the Wisdom app. It has Einstein with headphones on. Find me at Amy Stark, just Amy Stark. We can talk about the podcast and we can talk about anything that you're wondering about your journey. We can connect there. And I am so grateful that this app exists. So please come on over and let's get this conversation going. I can't wait to see you there. I just think in life, if I could give one piece of advice to anyone, it's just like, yeah, manifest, but also just like be yourself and let every other thing go in a sense. Because most people are just living their own fucking story, man. And some people's story is dark. It is a thriller or it is like a drama, which mm-hmm. I hope mine is not. And you don't know what's going on with them. I just prefer to give people the benefit of the doubt and be like, you're being an asshole because of you, not me. So that, right, right, right. or if I'm being an asshole, then I'm like, I was being an asshole. Mm-hmm. No, but I was being an asshole. Sorry. That's got me out of so many jams. It's great. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's nice to be able to own it a hundred percent. This is what I keep trying to explain to my clients or people who are struggling is just like, if you own your story a hundred percent, then you have the ability to write your story. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. This show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Bianca Osborne, and I am so excited to introduce you to her. I found her through a group on Facebook. She was telling her amazing story, and I just knew that she had to share it with you all. She is a chatty television host, and she has been on the number one daytime talk show in Canada with Marilyn Dennis. She is a media personality, podcast host, a mic... (laughs) a mindset and manifestation coach. And she's helping women to stop wasting time and start manifesting through one-on-ones and group coaching. But how do you even have time with all this stuff that you're doing on television? Welcome to the show. Bianca. Thank you for being here. You're an amazing woman. And I'm really, truly so excited to talk to you. I feel spirit to spirit that you are just an amazing person. Oh, that is so nice. I love it. I'm such an energetic person too. Like I really drive my life by like how I feel energetically and I'm feeling great. I saw that in 2016, your life was very different from right now. Yeah. So tell us about that. So, I mean, I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad was one, but not like really a great one. I mean, sorry, dad. Uh, (laughs) But I always kind of like was meant to be an entrepreneur, but I floundered my way through my twenties and like my early thirties, like starting a business. So I started, I graduated from culinary school in 2019. And then I started a catering company with my best friend that didn't really work out because it was like killing our friendship. So I left that business, 
started my own sort of like catering company, cooking class, prepared meals, like healthy, slant, all of that. Cause I also studied nutrition after culinary school. Then I like started my own thing. And by the time 2016 rolled around, it like had become my nightmare. I cut the tip of my thumb off thinking Ooh. of like mm. being elsewhere. Cause I was a chef. So I was like making something for like another launch that I was going to do. That was like thinking about being in Toronto actually where I am right now. I just like cut right through my hand, right through my thumb. Like it was insane. So I cut the tip off, but bodies are amazing. You can't see it at all anymore, but yeah. Yeah. No, they like, <laughs> they look perfectly normal. This nails kind of grows weird. That's about it. So by 2016, I was like hating my life. So I didn't know what I was going to do. So I ended up shutting it down in 2016, like right at the top of 2016 and deciding to just be a private chef, take all of my like best clients, essentially all of my best meal planning clients and just like be a private chef to them, go to their homes and cook. And then at the top of that year, I made a vision board. Like, honestly, I was like in such a dark place. I had no money. Like when I say I had, like no money, it was like ugh, no money. It was like so dark. I had no money. My friends were being really terrible to me. I was dating really terrible men. I just like didn't really know who I was because I put all my faith in that and like stock in that business. And it failing and becoming my nightmare was like made me like distrust myself and just feel like a complete loser, if I can be honest. Can I swear? Oh, yeah. Well, this is explicit. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm such a potty <laughs> mouth, but I usually reserve myself. Okay. So, oh, my God. I was a fucking mess. Like, <laughs> such a mess. I really feel like I need to say fucking because I just really didn't know who I was. And I was letting people treat me badly. I was treating myself badly. I was partying a lot, doing a lot of drugs. I was drinking a lot. Just a dark time. But I knew that my personality and what I was meant to do was bigger than all of this bullshit, quite frankly. And so I made a vision board with the show that I'm on, Marilyn Dennis, the host. She was on this vision board. Toronto was on the vision board. So like beautiful Toronto neighborhoods. Gusto, which is the production company that did my cooking show. They were brand new at the time, but I like found their logo online and like printed it and like cut it out and put that on there. I kind of just like put it on my fridge and a lot of people laughed at it. Like many people laughed at it. Some of these so-called friends laughed at it, but I just kind of put it there. Went about probably the hardest year of my life. Like it was like the worst year of my life. But in the summer of that year, 2016, so six months into not having the Vitality Kitchen, which is what my business was called. I just like went to Toronto for a friend's wedding and I'm like, this is how I want to feel. Like, I still have no money, no direction, no anything. But being in this city makes me feel like anything is possible. And like, I need to be here kind of thing. So I went home and I like told myself and my family, like, I'm going to move to Toronto in the new year for like three months and see how it goes. Like, try and make it happen. <laughs> I know. Even saying it right now makes me like happy, like three months. Yanka, shut the fuck up. So I made that declaration, but in that process, I kind of was like, okay, I need to sell all my stuff to be able to afford this. So I sold all my stuff. My parents were like, you can move in with us. But like, at that point, my mom was like paying my rent. So I had like no money. So my mom was like, you know what? <laughs> Instead of me paying this rent, you should just move in with me. I was like, you're right. I should move in with you, sell all my stuff. And then I'll have some money to do this whole Toronto thing. And then it ended up turning into six months. Like when I was living at home and like kind of like scoping up the scene, I'm like, okay, well maybe it'll be six months. When I talked to my cousin, my cousin's like selling all your stuff and like giving away all your clients is that's like pretty finite. Like it's like saying like goodbye. Right. And I was like, well, no, I just need the dough. Like I just need the money. I'm not making any decisions one way or the other. 
but I decided, okay, I'm going to do six months. So anyways, leading up to that, I just like was trying to pay off some of the debt and it was like, that was not going really well, but I wasn't really making as much money. So I was also just like hating what I was doing. So when you hate a business that you're doing, you're kind of like over it. So I wasn't really working too hard at it. So I didn't really save very much money, just the sale of stuff. And I paid some things off. It was just, it was a nightmare. So by 2017, I was still pretty like dark, but I was excited to be moving to Toronto, but like scared as shit. I was like scared as fuck. I like, honestly, I, I remember like, sleep- I was in my parents' basement and I was like having these night sweats every night, just thinking about like, I'm 31. If I move and this doesn't work out, I'm going to look like such a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be so embarrassed. Like, I think I'm embarrassed now. Like having <laughs> That hasn't space. even like, happened. I'm going to be even more embarrassed. So there's just moments where I was like, fuck. So I tried to back my way out and I ended up taking a place with this girl who I refer to as Jats Crackers because she was insane. She's like fucking insane. But I tried <laughs> to get out of it before I moved because I just realized it was like a lot of money and I didn't have a lot of money. And so I called my friend. I'm like, can I sleep on your couch for like a month? Like you did that before with another friend who moved there. And she's like, well, no, because now I'm like cutting hair out of my place. So I can't really have you doing that right now. And I was just like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Anyways, I like said to my mom one day, I don't know if I should go. And she's like, what the fuck would you stay here for? (laughs) She's like, you gave away all your clients. You like live with your parents. You like don't have a car. Why on earth would you stay? And this was like three days before I was supposed to move. So she's like, no, go. Like You have to go. (laughs) Or you have to like get out of my house. But not like in so many (laughs) words, but she's sort of like, what else are you doing? Like you have to go. Right, right, right. This is the plan. Just take the leap. Yeah, you always regret it if you didn't. Yeah. And then this might choke me up, but like my stepdad said something to me like the night before I left. He was like, it's really brave what you're doing. Mm. And I mean, I cry because it was just so scary. And I just didn't know if it was going to work out. I'm also crying because it's like, I'm so grateful that it did. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, wow. I mean, I was so scared. I'm so like impressed with myself for having done it. Anyways, when I moved to Toronto, this girl was insane that I moved in with. Actually like certifiable. And I think she was also kind of jealous of me in a weird way. So a pretty single white female for a second. Yeah, she like stabbed an air mattress while in my absence that I slept on. I'm sure in a rage because it was my friend who borrowed it. (laughs) And so I moved out of there within like six weeks. But like, it was like a friend who I borrowed it from when I moved there. She was like, you can use this while you get your shit together, while you get a bed. And I'm like, thanks, babes. So then I didn't even get furniture to this place because I was like, this was nuts, man. I'm not, I'm moving into a new place and I'll just get my stuff sent there. So there was like a week in between me moving into my new place and me like giving up that place. And because she was such a fucking bitch, I'm like, no, I'm not leaving the room early. I am going to leave the room exactly on time. So I just left my stuff, left the air mattress and like went back and I was gone for like a week. And then I gave it to my friend and she's like, B, what'd you do to the air mattress? I'm like, what? She's like, there's like stab marks in it. (laughs) Stab marks. I was like, whoa, she hates me. So anyways, (laughs) hate is a sickness. I hope she gets well soon. Once I moved out of that place into the place I call 148, which was the address, that's when like, I at least started to feel like I could make the city home. But that little while, like 2016 up to like 2017, like May was the roughest time ever. (laughs) Dark night of the soul. Oh yeah. I think that was my Saturn return, they call it. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it spun me the fuck out. And it was like a number of years of spinning the fuck out. Like when you move to a new city and you are trying to do something new and big, 
and you have to do a lot of shit to get there, which I did. I was like a private chef. And I like worked for people who like thought I was a babysitter, worked for me, people who called me like their girl, you know, like, oh, you know, our girl. It's like, I have a name. I hate this. But I just did all of that kind of stuff because I was like, I know I need to be here and just be Bianca out and about and be ready for when the opportunity strikes. So, And what opportunity was exactly was that? This is like what's so trippy and why I believe in the universe and energy and spirit. So February 5th, 2017 was like the day that I moved to Toronto. And like I said, like crazy day, a whirlwind. And then February 5th, 2019, two years to the day was when I got like my opportunity on the Marilyn Dennis show. And then that was like- So crazy. So crazy. And by the way, Marilyn Dennis is like America's Oprah. So I I didn't know that, but- Apparently she yeah, is. Canada's Oprah. She yeah, is. She's like, she's huge. She's the best. A lot of people say like, wow, it's so amazing that you just didn't even have to do like any morning shows or get an agent or PR or anything. And you just landed on the Marilyn Dennis show. I'm like, I know it's, I the- manifested it. Yep. yep. <laughs> like there's no other way to really explain it other than I, my glowing personality, but like, yes, that too. <laughs> but also I feel like that is one of the only ways I could truly explain it. And that's so many other things too. I I don't know. I'm just like such a, the reason I'm like doing manifestation and mindset coaching is because the two years in between moving to Toronto and Maryland Dennis was like so much work that I had to do on myself. Cause like I was the type of person who like looked really confident and appeared really confident, but inside I was like so self-conscious and had really bad self-esteem. Thought I was an idiot, thought I was fat, thought I was ugly, like all of these different things. And it was governing every single behavior in my life. And I knew Mm -hmm. that I needed to change that or else the energy I was going to be getting in return was not going to be that of someone who gets to like walk in this life I get to do. Some people just are blessed. Opportunities just come to them. They don't have to do shit for them. I had to become a different person. And so that's one of the reasons I am like doing what I do now on top of the TV stuff and media is because I just feel like there's so many people who are me in 2016 and they just need someone to like show them the step-by-step, but also someone who's done it. I am an example of it fully and completely all the time. And I'm always manifesting new shit right now. I'm trying to manifest a man and I think I'm close. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like that you said that you had to become a different person, but I want to say you probably were becoming more really who you really are. Well, at the start of 2018, I moved in February 5th, 2017, but like the New Year's of 2018, I kind of was just like, you know what? I've spent my whole life faking Bianca, doing what I think people want me to do. Like that whole fucking business. I started that because I thought that's what I should do. Someone was like, you should do prepared meals. I'm like, you're right. Someone's like, you should do cooking lessons. I'm like, you're right. And I just did those things and built a business around it and then looked around and I'm like, it's a fucking nightmare. I hate this place. (laughs) And so- I just like realized that my whole life had been really hard. It felt like Like, my twenties felt really hard because I was always trying to prove something to someone or be something that I thought someone would appreciate or love or like respect. I was like, fuck it. In 2018, I'm like, fuck it. You know what? Honestly, if I fail at any of this, I'd rather fail being Bianca. If I succeed at any of it, I'd rather succeed being Bianca because then it's like work is not work. It's like just being me, which is exactly what I say all the time. I'm so lucky. I get to go on TV and like just be myself. I also teach people at one of the a college here how to do on camera work. It doesn't feel like work just because it's like I love talking about it and doing it. 
but before I would like go on and try and present someone that is different. When I was out, I was presenting someone that was like who I thought someone would think is cool. And it's all working for me. Oh my God. It's so exhausting. And it's also just really sad. I think of all the years, like it took me until I was in my thirties to start being myself. Like, fuck. I look at girls who are in their twenties. I am that woman now who's in the bathroom at like a restaurant. If I see a group of girls crying over some fucking asshole or some fucking bitch, like the equal opportunity, I say to them, I'm like, get out of that right now. You're too hot. You're too young to be wasting your time on these people. Be yourself. The person that wants all of that, it'll be easy then. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just because it's like life is so much easier. I breathe so much easier. Even when there's like a problem, I just feel way more vulnerable and honest about it because it's like I'm just being myself. Before, I would never cry in front of someone. Like I would never, ever do that. Now I'm just like, well, it happened. My eyes are crying. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. There's so much in there that I love. It takes a lot to transform who you really are and how you see the world and how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the things that you were doing at that time to really realize oh, these are patterns or these are things that I've been holding me back. I get it because I I was basically at that same spot when I was 26. Nothing is added up to the way that I yeah. thought was going to add up. I've been somebody different than I thought that I really should be or I was always pleasing other people. What, what do I have to do now? So for me, it was meditation I found and then it opened up a lot of other things. What does it look like for you? I will say the whole vision board thing, some people kind of disregard vision boards and that's like up to them. But for me, it really did open up sort of like that world of things because I remember going to, so my grandma died in, I can't remember, but I was 19 and she was very important to me. And I didn't grieve that at all. I went to a medium and she said, you have to start looking for signs. Just like ask for that to be like, ask for like signs, like flicker the lights or whatever. So I did well, so now board. you know why the lights flickered right before well, you yeah, came on. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Once I did the vision board, I just kind of started to get more into visualization, like manifestation, like what all of these people are talking about. And the easiest thing for me at the time I felt like was to get a vision board and make a vision board for myself. The vision board was a start, but also affirmations. I said mm-hmm. affirmations all the fucking time. I still say them. Same about different things though. Like that's the thing. I write new affirmations all the time based on like what I'm trying to get. The goal is to get them and then <laughs> go for something else after you get yeah, them. Yeah, right? ex- exactly. <laughs> that's actually, oh my gosh, it's so weird that you mentioned that because after I got my TV show and I did my TV show, I kind of had like, not a depression, but just sort of like a low moment for like a minute. So I was like, I got it. What's next? It happened. And I was just like going towards that. It was a weird time where I was just like, I don't know what to do next. And then this all came to be. It was actually my room, one of my roommates, which is like my best friend. She was like, you should start talking. So I'm going to talk about on-camera work. I was going to coach that. And she's like, you should be coaching people about the mindset stuff. That's all you talk about. I don't know. I ramble, but that was like one of the things that came up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's all you and your journey. And that's what's so great and beautiful. When you were using a vision board, it's more than just like sticking a cutout of a picture up on a board, right? So like, were you every single day taking like 10, 15 minutes and looking at it? Or were you carrying it with you? Like what the first one on the fridge? I say that to people all the time, put it somewhere you see it every time. Like now, like I do workshops and I do private workshops, but like one of the best tips that I give to people and I'll give everyone this tip is go to the store and get one of those, get a frame that you like and 
do it inside the frame, the picture thing and the cardboard they give it to you inside, do it on that. Mm. And then you just hang it up and it's like nice and you actually see it all the time. And it really does imprint you because if it's like just something that's on your phone or in your Pinterest, like I get that, that does have a value, but it cannot be, I don't think it can be the primary source, especially if you're really trying to get out of the phone. I was in a dark place. I needed stuff that was, I was going to see all the time because truly my world around me was like really fucked up at the time. Like my friends were no bueno. None of us were in good places. And I can acknowledge that we've all changed, but at the time we we're all shitty people doing shitty things to each other and like making each other do shitty things together. It was just like, right. No, no good. And so I needed some like powerful stuff. So I was saying affirmations all the time, anytime, like I say affirmations now, though. like anytime I spend a lot of money, I have to do some like money affirmations as I'm about to do it just because like money stuff will will, and forever will be like my thing, no matter how much money I make, because I grew up in an immigrant household, first generation. I am. Money was tight. I've seen like debt. I've seen all of it. So I like need to work really hard to reprogram keep that it. forward, reprogram it. What's but one of the things that you say after you spend some money? Oh, I'm a good steward of my money. I trust everything that I spend on adds value to my life. Nice. I can feel that. Right? That's it's good. true. That's why when people say like, I have, I have an affirmation writing template, actually. That's the reason that like people, affirmations don't necessarily work for them because they just go online and maybe look at some affirmation, they're like, I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. And then they say it and it doesn't really resonate. So it doesn't do anything. It has to be mm-hmm. something that is really toward the goal and toward the intent that you want it to have. Otherwise it's just words, you yeah. know, and same with vision boards. Like if you make a vision board and you don't have like a plan going into it, then what it is, is truly just cutouts. It's like an arts and crafts project and like good for you, but mm-hmm. also it's not going to be useful to you because it doesn't have like a focus or a vision. How did you know you wanted a TV show? Oh my God. I've been like pretending I was on TV since I can remember. I'm not even kidding you. Like if you ask anyone who knows me, sometimes they'll be like, okay, like down girl. Just cause I like, I, I don't have an off switch sometimes. Like, cause I just like, I'm on. I love to be on. I love to make jokes. I like not to entertain people, but I like to engage people. Mm-hmm. It's always been like my thing. I've actually had to learn in this later part of my life that, sometimes I don't always need to be the center of attention. So it's like my work for me is like pulling back and like being in a room and letting someone else dominate because it's easy for me to dominate. So like when I get in front of a camera, I I get bigger as opposed Mm -hmm. to shrink, Mm -hmm. Um, which is because my audition. So how I got my audition for the Marilyn Dennis show was actually so again, manifestation. So one of my really good friends, Kathleen, she works in, she worked at like CTV Bell Media, which is our like big network. She would always be like, when we would hang out, she'd be like, oh my God, you need to be on TV. You need to be on TV. I'm like, okay, get me on TV. But like, it just never worked out. You'd say that when we were like drinking or something or like out at a party. And it's like, okay, nothing came of it. One time she invited, she invited me to her Golden Globes party. And she was like, you got to come to my Golden Globes party. There's going to be like people there and you can get the chatting. And so what ended up happening was I just met a bunch of people from the show from that like world, they're like, you should be on TV. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I hear that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I hear that all the time. And I'd absolutely love to. And this is like a Sunday. And then the following day I got an email, like someone sent me an email and was like, send us a pitch. You can come audition it. I auditioned it like that Friday, I believe. And then by Tuesday, they had booked me for my first episode. Wow. It, sweet. it happened so fast. And when I did my audition, which is my first national TV audition 
ever anything and the producer one of the senior producers came from across the room and she didn't even do my audition and she was like you've done this before right and I was like no this is like my first time doing this she was like oh yeah babes hire me and they did (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome good job thank you so do you think that people need a vision board in order to manifest or do can they do it otherwise I don't think they need a vision board to manifest. It certainly makes shit a whole hell of a lot easier because it puts like, I just say it's like the physical manifestation of all the things you're like thinking in your head and trying to call into your life. Life can cloud our vision. Uh, We have phones, we have schedules, we have all of these things. Getting what you want down visually somewhere that you see it all the time is a consistent reminder. Otherwise you're going to forget. It's just facts. I mean, that's just like facts, but I also think there's some people who are just excellent at manifesting. I see it all the time. I do. Like, yeah, I've seen that. I see there's some people where they're just like, they just are like, you know what? You're right. And then they start doing it and boom, they like, it's like this, 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 that happens. That was not my story and or journey, but I also had to clear a lot of shit out. I had like such bad daddy issues that really needed to be sorted, which I did. I mean, my dad luckily have now like a pretty good relationship as, as you know, good as you can. But that was a big block for me as far as like worth and value. Because if you don't have self-worth or self-value, you don't believe that you deserve any of those things deep down. So it's like, if you have like a mommy issue, a daddy issue, like a self-confidence, self-worth issue, that shit needs to be cleared. Not everyone has that. And if you don't have that, oh my gosh, lucky you. Some people are just like an illusory part of their life and they just need to call on a different energy. And then as soon as they do, things open up. But for other people, there's blocks. I was one of those. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of like Sasha Fierce. Like, totally. My middle name's different. Sasha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, that was, I love that you brought that up. <laughs> so what do you say to the manifestation naysayers? Oh my gosh. I feel like those people are manifesting nothing because they don't believe it works. You know what I mean? They're manifesting or they're manifesting bad things. I always like to say that I recognize a privilege with which I speak. There are some people who have had some like crazy fucking shit happen to them and they didn't manifest that. They didn't ask for that. That just like happened to them and it's awful. But I think for a very large portion of us, we don't believe it because we think that we're not good enough, that we're scared we're going to get let down by it. I see that all the time. People don't try anything sometimes because they're afraid of failing at it or like looking stupid. And that is the big thing with manifestation because you have to declare some big ass shit. It was very scary to be like in Edmonton where I'm from telling people, yeah, I'm moving to Toronto to try and be on the Marilyn Dennis show. <laughs> like, but I knew that I had to say it. And honestly, yeah, when yeah. I would say it, I was like, I have to declare it. I have to say it. It has to be something that I'm like saying also because when I get it, I want people to know that I said that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you have to just like declare it. You have to like do big things and say big things. So like some people are scared of it not happening and they're scared of saying it and looking stupid. Right. And so that's why it doesn't work for them. Yeah. And it's also, a vulnerability issue and an ego absolutely. issue. Oh, such an ego issue. And you know what? Like one thing that has just benefited my life outside of like manifestation, like anything like that is just life in general is that. When you drop the ego from everything, it just makes life go so much easier. When someone like calls you on something, you can just feel like, thank you. Wow. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And then it's so true. Just, it's so- it just takes the heat out of it. If someone says, did you, did you say that about me? I don't shit talk as much as I did. I used to be a really bad gossip and then people started gossiping about me and I learned my lesson. But now I have a rule. If I'm, sh- if I say something about someone and it gets back to them and they say, did you say that? I have to say yes. They're like, yes. 
I did say it. Although that sucks. What's worse is like holding up the lie or whatever, but it's also kept me real, but like not shit talking as much. But I just think that like, it's so ego-y to try and defend and always guard and like be on guard all the time. Life is so much easier when you're just like, you're having a bad day. That's why you're being a dickhead to me. It's easier than me getting into it with someone. And I just think in life, if I could give one piece of advice to anyone, it's just like, yeah, manifest, but also just like be yourself and let every other thing go in a sense. Because most people are just living their own fucking story, man. And some people's story is dark. It is a thriller or it is like a drama, which mm-hmm. I hope mine is not. And you don't know what's going on with them. I just prefer to give people the benefit of the doubt and be like, you're being an asshole because of you, not me. So that, right, right, right. or if I'm being an asshole, then I'm like, I was being an asshole. Mm-hmm. No, but I was being an asshole. Sorry. That's got me out of so many jams. It's great. Mm-hmm. And and it's nice to be able to own it a hundred percent. This is what I keep trying to explain to my clients or people who are struggling is just like, if you own your story a hundred percent, then you have the ability to write your story. But if you think other people are creating your story, like other things are happening to you that are outside of your jurisdiction or whatever, like people just do things to you you're going to feel like you can't write your story. So if you own it all and you say, all right, I was unconsciously creating and I didn't realize it. And now I'm consciously creating. I own everything. I was an asshole, whatever. I was a bitch or I talked to somebody, I screwed up. I also get to own the good things too. Like I got a TV show. I, you know, I got to be on the show that I really told everybody I'd be on. Exactly. Well, I feel like that was the real confronting shit that I had to deal with was that, I often was like, nothing's working out for me. Life sucks. Like I was really in that place. When I moved to Toronto, I had no one around me. Like me and my mom, like I'm my mom's only child and we were very close. And there was also like some codependency there. I always had her there to be like, oh, mom. (laughs) But when I moved to Toronto, I could call her and do that. But it also like seemed, that's when it kind of felt ridiculous to be like, mom, like on the phone about all these little (laughs) stupid things. And so it's like, I had to prove myself to myself, but that required that I look at the fact that the reason that, I don't have as much money as I want is because I spend it fucking ridiculously. Or the reason that like, I am always in these bad situationships with men is because I allow stupid shit to go on. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. once I took ownership of that, it's like, Ooh, Oh, now I get it. Now I can make the good things happen. And when the bad things happen, I can just recognize like lesson. Yeah. (laughs) So I can make it good next time. So much truth in this. Is there any, yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with us about manifesting, about mindset, about your journey? One of the things that I also want to say to you is like, I also like did manifest pretty crazy healing journey as well. So like in 2018 from, I think all the stress and I was a DJ in my twenties and we like traveled and did everything you imagine DJs do. We did that. So I think I just screwed (laughs) up my body. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I just think I screwed up my body pretty bad. And I was just stressed for like my whole life. I just always had this like low grade stress, daddy issue, et cetera, grief, all of it. And so in 2018, I got this like tiny patch that was like itchy on my wrist that was just like itchy. And my doctor was like, just change out your detergent. I did nothing happened. And then by the end of 2018, it was covering my body, like chest to ankle. And my doctor was just like, you can use the cream, which is if you have eczema, (laughs) you know what the cream is. It's awful which also comes with withdrawals. They don't tell you about the withdrawals. They wouldn't though, because that would be too right of them. But they have something else for the withdrawals, probably. (laughs) He just said, use the cream. Don't use it for more than two weeks. 
leave a two week break in between. It's like, sir, do you know how eczema works? <laughs> it was terrible. It was like the worst. I just didn't know what was happening. Like I honestly thought like, I'm like, there's something really bad going on inside my body. And my doctors don't really seem to care. So what happened was I read online because I was like just in a really dark place, like physically, like I hated the way I looked. I felt gross. I wasn't dating. And it was just like, and I love dating and relationships. It's like, I like love, love, but I felt so gross and awful, but I was like, I have to do something else because nothing is working. I'm not getting any answers. Like it's not happening here. So I did this healing manifestation ritual, which was like a mirror talk ceremony where I like stood naked and had to like forgive myself and the eczema and like fall in love with the eczema and fall in love with myself because I had to like change the narrative of like hateful, sad, shame, gross to, yay, I love you. Let's do this health journey because we love each other. Mm -hmm. And I shit you not after I did that. (laughs) And then I was kind of like, so then that happened. And then I think it was like, so I did that on like a Thursday because it was pandemic time. So we were just home. So I did it on a Thursday and my show filming because I got my show during the pandemic. We had to push it back. I think three or four months. So I was just home waiting and doing like other like daytime TV from home. But anyways, so I was home on a Thursday and I did that ritual and I was watching like Top Chef Canada on Saturday and nothing had happened. I was just like the two days and I didn't really expect anything miraculous to happen. I was just like, whatever happens, happens. All I know is that we have to like love ourselves through this. So my mom sends me a message during Top Chef and she like knows that I love Top Chef. And I was like, watching Top Chef, we'll call you after. And she's like, call me. I'm like, call you after. And she's like, it's about the skin. And I was like, okay, pause. So then I picked up the phone and called her and she was like, oh my God, I went to this new reflexologist who's like so amazing and intuitive. And so she said, what's going on? There was like some tension here. And she was like, my daughter's dealing with this skin condition and it's like cover her body. And the doctors are just saying like, use the cream. And she's like, oh, I know exactly what that is. She's like, she needs to be taking this supplement and she needs to avoid this and she needs to do that. And that was honestly like changed my whole life truly. Cause I don't know what I would have done otherwise, but I honestly was like, how did this woman know to, again, I just don't know how it, like it might've happened. It might not have happened, but I believe the ritual definitely like helped me be open to it. So I was pretty closed off at that time too. Cause I was just like, I fucking tried everything. I wasn't eating gluten, dairy. I wasn't like drinking coffee. I was not drinking alcohol in the pandemic. Like awful. Um, like <laughs> it was awful. Everyone was like drinking around me and I was like, I'm drinking sparkling water and wanting to slam my head against the wall. Great. I had tried everything. And so I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and try this. Maybe a month and a half later, one of my old private chef clients who became a friend. She sent me an article because her daughter had the same thing. And she sent me an article and she's like, we are doing this vitamin D therapy thing. And it's working so well for Abby, her daughter. And I was like, Oh my God, sweet. So I started doing that. And within two weeks, gone, gone 90%. But I always say that there's like sicknesses of the heart that really do come out and physically that we need to deal with. And like I said, Mm -hmm. I hadn't grieved my grandmother. I hadn't really grieved my childhood experience with my dad. And that was like, just there always in me, like a sadness. So still getting these like little breakouts. And I read, I wanted to have this book here to show you, Body Belief by Amy Rao. I have not Um, read that or seen it. She's amazing. It's about healing autoimmune disease, but she talks a lot about the emotionality of it. And I really had to like deal with some grief shit. So once I did, the last of my like breakouts went away and I haven't had itchy skin like since that point. At all. Awesome. Just went away. No drugs. And when I went to my doctor, this motherfucker had the nerve <laughs> to say, he was like, it's a miracle. I was like, no, baby, it's manifestation. 
and he just like looked at me weird I was like I fucking hate this guy (laughs) (laughs) that's funny oh yeah or he'd be like I misdiagnosed you (laughs) yeah exactly I didn't even get into it I was like you can look at my south mouth and that's about it I'm out of here otherwise I'll go to someone else for everything else your south mouth is that what you said yeah, my vagina. That's what I call oh, it. Oh God! Oh my God! I'm never, <laughs> be, that must be a Canadian term. <laughs> I think it might just be a Bianca thing, honestly. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> God! Wow! Oh. It came out of my mouth. I said it. <laughs> I know, oh my gosh! That's funny. I've never had anyone say say that back to me. That's great. <laughs> and now it's recorded, and it'll be broadcasted. Uh, love it <laughs> so please tell everybody where they can find out more about you i mean you're amazing and i love your website i've been there you've got lots of information and instagram i mean come on tell us where where's the best place to find you well my name is bianca osborne and i'm bianca osborne everywhere so yes. i'm bianca osborne on instagram you can email me at bianca at gmail.com my website is BiancaOsborne.com. I think that's, yeah, everywhere. Bianca Osborne. Can my, we get Facebook your TV show Osborne. in America? I don't know. I feel like it might be on some streaming apps in America, but I would have to look. Okay. That's, that's the thing about Canadian TV. It's Canada or it's like on a streaming app somewhere, unless okay. it's like the CBC. But if I can find it, I definitely want people to see it just because I love it. But I'm working on new content. One of my really good friends and I, She's a producer because I will say with that show, that was very much production and I was just like a piece of that production. And I loved that experience because I saw how the whole thing works. But now a girlfriend and I, who is a producer and myself, we're going to like partner and try and produce our own thing. So that I hope will be everywhere. Cool. And you have a podcast coming up, which is unnamed, but I do. I really want to talk to people about intention because I just feel like we live so out of intention so much in this world with the things that we buy, the things that we say to one another, how we live our lives. Like, I mean, even how we eat, I'm a chef. I mean, first and foremost, I went to culinary school. And so I just want to like talk to people about how they live an intentional life, how they build intentional businesses, how they raise intentional children. I mean, Mm -hmm. shit. I mean, I feel like I'm an elder millennial and we've already fucked up. It's really down (laughs) to the other generation. And so it's like, how do we raise them to be intentional? How do we respect all of these new definitions of like having a human experience? How do we do that with intention? And so I don't know what the podcast is going to be called. Maybe intention. I don't know. But I would. Intentions with Bianca. Intentions with Bianca. I mean, if I do name it that. Give me a shout out. I'll give you a shout out. I'll also interview you and I'll do this. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I do intentionally parent, but I also do a lot of other things. Yeah, well, that's like so important. There's so many little pricks running around. Pardon my language, but that's so are. funny. Oh my gosh. I just <laughs> said to my sisters this morning that there was a little kid that was like a prick and he's not being nice to my son. And I'm like, oh, I gotta <laughs> take care but of this. But it's the like right way. pricks raise pricks. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, and no, I like, know. And that's what I but try that's to what share. I'm saying. There's people out there who are like fucking pricks at work, but their kids are great. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, how do you separate? having to be sometimes adult and forward, but also like show kids that like, yeah, mommy can cut someone off in traffic, but <laughs> I just don't even know how that works. I don't have kids. Yeah. 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 So it's rough. There's part of you that just wants to go over and be like, you can't talk to my kid like that. And then there's another part that says, just talk to my son's name is Aiden. And I, I just yeah. tell him like, 
bullies are being bullied somewhere by somebody. And that's why probably their parents. Yeah. So that's why he's being mean to you. And we just want to try to have some compassion for him, but also stand up for ourselves because we don't want to have it keep happening to us. So there's a fine line there. (laughs) It's not easy because your mama bear instincts come out and oh yeah, of course. How do I get my hands on this kid? (laughs) One of the best reads that I do if people don't know what read is, is like sort of like, like insult, but like nice, nasty is if someone is being rude to me, I'm like, I feel bad for you that you have to treat me like this. And that is honestly, it's true, but it's also like very much like I'm putting this back on you. Mm -hmm. You have a problem because no person who's living in like a rational, normal world treats or talks to people like that. But I also recognize that it's so hard for like for kids too. It's like, yeah, that's again, why I want to have a podcast because my last podcast was very much food journey focused. And I want to talk about the life shit. I've talked about food for the last almost, it'll be 15 years in like 2025. So like, I mean, no, it's all really not. <laughs> we're in 2021. We're all going into 2022. I know, I know. I'm like, I'm one of those people that like thinks like so forward like that. But anyways, so it'll be a long time. I've been talking about food. <laughs> anyways. I'd be like asking somebody like, oh yeah, 2070, I'll, I'll be like a hundred years old or something. You're like, wait, but like, if you live in Toronto, we talk about, because everything here takes forever to build. Like there's things where they're like, that'll be debuting in 2024. So it's like actually really like, that's a Toronto thing. That's interesting. Huh? Yeah. So that's programming to be thinking way ahead, huh? Way ahead. But this has been a great talk. I know I cut you off. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. No, I, I'm done. I just funny that you do think that far ahead because sometimes I'm, <laughs> I try to stay very present and that sometimes gets me into trouble because I do tend to stay in the reverse. future. Got to come back here to manifest shit, to work through things and all that. Yeah. So, and really check in if that's still the same thing that you want. You're well, always that. out there trying to manifest it and you forget that it's not even something that you want anymore. You sometimes have to just surrender and like take your foot off the gas for a second. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I didn't realize is like, I was always go, go, going. And like when I was got sick and had to just like focus on my health, which meant like less stress, not eating certain things, taking time for sleep and like meditation and all that. <laughs> I love that how you was... said sleep, like, I sleep really well, but I didn't really sleep really long before, but now I sleep like fucking Dickens. But I realized that like, there's an element of like pulling back and letting sort of like the spirit check in with you. Like, is this still what you want? Are you still going in the same direction? And that's for everything, life, relationships, like the house you live in, like all different things. Like, I love the house I live in. I, this was like the house I manifested. It's in like my dream neighborhood. It's like got the exposed brick. It's got all the things. And, but like, I don't really want to live here anymore. Like I checked in and I was like, I want a different Toronto experience, but it's like, I love it here. But you also, that's when you want to check in with yourself mm-hmm. and like take time to check in with spirit. Cause you don't want to do it when you're like in a really dark place. Cause God damn, it's hard to dig yourself out. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Or you spend all this time getting the, uh, a new place that you thought you wanted, but then it's not in the place that you really wanted. <laughs> also healing this idea that you always need something outside of you is also really yes because then you'll never be satisfied either. Oh my God. Things are just things. Like I love beautiful things. I'm a Cancerian. I fucking love beautiful stuff. I love spending money on beautiful things, but I also recognize that like I do it with intention. Like if I'm buying a bag, I'm buying like a nice bag. I'm going to like spend nice money on it and I'm going to like treasure value that bag. Like I'm doing a lot less of just the unintentional stuff in every phase because I feel like that is a lie. 
the lie they've sold us that we need all of these things to be like worthy or happy. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite is like the tampon commercials and stuff. Though they're getting better, but like for years, remember it looked like girls were literally running through fields and like playing like soccer and like being cool and drinking Pepsi when they have their periods. And it's like, I'm 14 and my stomach fucking hurts. <laughs> like this is yeah. not like you portrayed it. And I just think that <laughs> our whole lives have been that narrative. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. We're not that. We're like we're we are enough just as we are. Everything else is just drag, as RuPaul says. Is Thinks marketed to you guys in Canada? We have Nicks. Okay, Thinks. If you Google it, I don't. Do you have Google there? I guess you do. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> oh my I, god. <laughs> I love that. Yes, we do. I didn't know if it was called something else. Anyway, if you Google it, you'll see a lot of really cool ads like that are a little bit more true to what. You are experiencing yeah. it. It's also artsy, so it's not making it so That's weird. That's what I think is so great about this next generation. They have so many amazing things. Like us, we really got jack shit. We got like teen spirit deodorant and like smelly pads and tampons, you know? Oh, and like body were, like, sizes of mattresses too. Oh, I know. And it's like they were either thin as like Bible paper or like so thick. You're like, okay, I don't know what to do here. It you was good talking to you. It was the great. Olden days, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I always forget which generation I'm technically a part of. I actually am part of a micro generation. So I know I'm not a millennial. You are though, I'm, right? You said. I'm an elder Millie. Yeah. I say yeah. I'm an elder Millie. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. trying to explain to my son this morning that I did not have internet until I was 18. So right. People don't get that. Yeah. That there was a time when there was no internet. Like I yep. was 13, 12 or 13 when we got internet. And I remember my mom got her cell phone. It was like so crazy. She was like, call me on my cell phone. Like held it up. She's like, my cell phone. Like so excited. And did she you like, ever barely see, hear her when you called her. Did you ever see the, the phones in cars? Oh yeah. Car phones. My step uncle had one. And it was the fucking shit. Like how did that even work? I, they didn't. They barely <laughs> fucking work. That's the thing. It never worked. Like it was like, can I use that? He's like, oh, it doesn't work. Like, of course it doesn't work. It was just a prop. It's 1996. That yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah. Oh God. So funny. And so great talking to you. And this is great. Uh, of course you're a Canadian. I love Celine Dion, Sarah McLaughlin, Michael. She's Jacobs, our icon. All of them. Yeah. You guys got some, Oh, uh, Justin Bieber. I love him too. Justin Bieber and Michael J. Fox, as I mentioned to you, born in the same city as me, Edmonton. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. People come from Edmonton. Yeah. It's been awesome talking to you and I really wish you well on everything that you're doing. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show, website or other platforms, including text, images, audio or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.